everybody. This is Tiffany. What's up, everybody? This is Ariel. And we are on episode 14. Hey. I had to sound that out. For 14. Let it roll. <laughs> Let it roll a little bit. Mm. So you know how Ariel is like, um, from the time God showed up in her room, she's been on an accelerated course. I think I've been pacing myself and doing a good job that I got promoted. So now that's kind of what my life is looking like. <laughs> Welcome. We have tea and we have snacks <laughs> because it, it's rough over here. Listen, okay. so I, I told her I feel like I just went over a mushroom that I didn't see. And it's just the little theme music's like. And I'm like, well, like Mario. Yeah, I'm like, well, well, watch out. I see another mushroom. I don't want it. Let me go over to see. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. I'll just collect these coins and keep Look, on going. I'm hitting boulders. Like, <laughs> my coins jumping off. I got to keep going. I got to keep going. Hey, y'all can't see her. She's jumping. Yo, that just took me out. Uh, <laughs> it is real. And last week was so crazy for me that I'm just happy to be sitting here with a voice so. i'm happy yo she definitely was a strong man <laughs> <laughs> i was like hello kind sir <laughs> how are you gents right it's been planned i drink tea all today to make sure like don't don't you don't, you, don't fail me now <laughs> we looking for tiffany but thomas shows <laughs> i said timmy is that you what's up tim Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> right, that was the adjustment too. Just like, hello. Hold on. <coughs> I was like, get better. Nothing. No. What we're not gonna do is that. <laughs> Don't confuse the people. Because <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> I'm growing weary. Okay? I am still a vegetarian, y'all. Hey, yo. One of my friends sent me a care package because my friends are mm. doper than yours. And in this care package, I got like nine books, all with like vegan recipes, vegan cooking with a spiralizer, mm. um, everything you could think of. All vegan, the tools. All of them. And an amplified Bible because I need that in my life. And a planner because I need that in my life. And a vegan dessert book. Yes. I just saw so much that I was like... Let me get one of this. She said, let me hold one of them. I was like, hey, bro. <laughs> <laughs> she definitely said, hey, bro. Let me hold one. Yeah, I need that. <laughs> yeah, that was Run help. it. <laughs> I'm a person that looks at stuff like that all the time, and I want to buy it, but then you don't want to buy it, you know, because then you just have it. But I always want to buy stuff like that all the time. Right. So when I was like... Oh, so you got it. <laughs> well, I don't have to. We got it. Hey. <laughs> we. Tag team back again. Slanging <laughs> <Slangin'> and banging. <laughs> oh. So as thrown off as I have been, I was still able to be some form of productive in my life. And I was, that's why I said, like, my coins were popping up. But I was like, keep on going. All right. <laughs> you win some, you lose some. No voice today. We'll take it on. We'll take it. We'll take it. What else can we do today? My cousin came into town. What's up, cuzzo? Um, and, y'all, I had to have a face-to-face with bacon. Ooh, it was hard. <laughs> she took... Y'all, she's so dramatic. It was, I said, oh. My word. Well, we meet. I'm sorry. Oh, it's like telling someone 
that you were dating that this just wasn't working for you and then you then you bump into them out that's what it felt like when i saw that bacon on that plate and I no was, no no not only did you bump into them while you was out but they was smelling good mm, had a new haircut mm, some gray sweatpants and a crisp white t-shirt <sighs> and if you know what i'm talking about but, you know what i'm talking about <laughs> Right. You said And for oh, the fellas fresh fade, huh? For fellas, it's like when you stop talking to a girl in winter and then summer hit and you bump into her in a maxi dress. Oh, like, she got and that, it, that dress in the summer. That dress fit and tight. Her, it she got, got that her, dip in the back. She got her baby oil on her skin, glistening for the gods. Uh-huh. Got her hair in some curly loose. The edges. Bun. The edges got Glisten. a design. She in Sideburns it. hopping, <laughs> smelling like cinnamons and and love. That's what happened. <laughs> Glitter. Yeah. It was tough. But it was bacon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And but I survived. I I had everything. I just knew I like I almost knew for myself I was like this is going to be the time because you're going to be feeling all like hey, but they're guests here. You're not going to eat the bacon with your guests. <laughs> you know what? You're just going to let the, the enemy get into your head any kind of way. So what I did was I bought, um, I tried the Morningstar breakfast patties. Because I was like, the best thing you're going to do is have something instead that doesn't put this bacon on your plate. Your plate. And I did. And I survived. So I'm very happy of that. I was able to... Get our episode thirteen up that I hope that you guys have been listening to, mm-hmm. and I always go back and listen to our episodes before um, we upload them. And then I remembered. <laughs> I told you I listened to ours too, and I had to stop doing it because I'm sick of me. <laughs> I love us. That's listen, the difference. Like because. I just dissect, like I'm listening. I'm like, oh, this is a really good. But why do I sound like that? And why do I talk that way? And you are so much better than this. You better get it together. And then I'm like, but I'm so funny. So <laughs> funny. If listen, I laugh and then forget that I was doing something while listening because it's so <laughs> funny to me. And I was like. I don't know if you're supposed to be this entertained with yourself. With yourself. That's the part. Mm-hmm. But I am. And that's where we are. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I recognize endless. So usually it's the domino effect. It's like going like, I want to listen to her today. You're not going to, like, I'm not just going to go to one song. We, yeah. We're, we're listening to her today. Yeah. So then I'm usually like. In my podcast bag, I'm listening to other podcasts. I'm going to other episodes of ours. Mm-hmm. And then when I was going through our episodes, I was like, we be talking, talking. Well, that, I, I, listen, Ooh. so sometimes I listen to us and then I say to myself, oh, you just going just gonna to press <laughs> send on that, huh? You just going to let the world hear that, huh? Because you, 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 you. <laughs> You mm. Mm, are something else. <laughs> this is beyond me. Right. <laughs> I'll be like, ooh. And I recognize you kind of like, I don't, 
let me not try to play you. I don't feel like you said it to just skip over. But I want to make sure we don't skip over <laughs> the fact that um you you introduced this idea of being a side chick. And I was like, oh, I think we need to come back. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was hoping we were just going to let that be one of the things that I dropped and we just kept on keeping on. No, it's like <laughs> it's like that episode 10 when it was like, so if we're going to do it, mm, I guess we got to talk. Listen, y'all, we got tea in front of us. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is going to be an interesting conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well... I guess if we're going to do it, we might as well, well do let it. let me roll up my sleeves and I'll take a <laughs> sip. Get you a swig. Mm-hmm. Well, where would you like to start, my love? Because let's just be clear. I'm very transparent these days. I do not have a problem talking about anything that I've done that has gotten me to where I am now, which is a completely different person than who I used to be and how right. I used to view things. And I do not act as if what I've done in my past didn't exist. I think that's a problem that a lot of people mm-hmm. have. You want to act like you didn't do anything. Like you don't have anything in your past that you could have not done that and still came out okay. (laughs) I think think people want to, they feel like if they acknowledged it, they want you to move on the way they move on. So they're like, well, okay, I said it happened. We don't have to talk about it anymore. And guess what? That's cool. I just hope you give that same grace out that you want back when Absolutely. you evaluate everyone else around you. No? Cool. Well, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> I think the other thing is that um, when I talk to people, I talk different. When I address people, I address them different. When people talk to me, I hear them differently. What do you and, mean? Um, I think that it's people have a hard time uh, grasping the concept of change or working through if they're talking to somebody who's never had to go through change or never had to Mm. work through what it is that you're talking about i.e rich people telling poor people what they need to do (laughs) like fam great example you don't know so i'm i'm having a i'm struggling listening to what you're telling me it's like people evaluate homeless people Mm -hmm. and say you could really just get a job instead of doing this and, or people who have had depression or anxiety no. and people are telling them that shouldn't have took you out. No, you should be okay with like, why was that what broke you? Mm-hmm. Um, Every, or, everybody, feels everybody this. goes through stuff like that. You're not different. You're not, you're not going anything, doing anything that nobody else has ever done Absolutely. before. Here's the difference. <laughs> Because I'm the one going through it, it's completely different. We And are, that's a key point. Like, the whole DNA that makes the word me. me. Yeah. Mm. It's like, I'm a fingerprint. There is nothing and no one like me. So if I'm going through it, it's completely different mm. than what anybody else went through. Right. You know, my pain tolerance level is pretty high. Mm-hmm. Right? But somebody else's might not be. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that what I can tolerate on a scale to one to 10 is higher than a lot of people. That means that you could probably hit me harder than you could hit somebody else. And my Mm. response would be different. So when that depression hits you and it hits you at a four, that means it could have hit somebody else at a 10. Mm -hmm. So just cause you took it as a four, 
but it was a 10 for somebody else, right. you don't get to disqualify or degrade or belittle their Absolutely. their 10 because it's your four. Well, I also felt like, and, and when listening, and I wanted to come back to it because for me, I know that we will have um, similar but different perspectives about it. And because we've had these conversations before, I know the growth and difference in your outlook than what it used to be. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that never really comes up. So I wanted to explore, I think it's a kind of profound to even say, be able to say very declarative because so many people would try to shy, shy away from that. I was a, a side chick. Like so many people would try to justify and say, no, I mean, you know, I was. No, let's be clear. I was not a side chick. I was an amazing <laughs> side chick. Now, this is where a disclaimer comes in. I am not bragging. I am not boasting. I am not applauding or saying that this was uh, the right thing to be doing. We are going to speak in facts when it comes to my life. Mm-hmm. We are not going to speak in, well, that's nice of you to say no 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 because i lived it so it can be anything Mm -hmm. you say is an opinion but when i say it is a fact when it's pertaining to my life Mm -hmm. so when it's pertaining to my life i was an amazing side chick but other people would refer to it as a girlfriend i don't believe side chicks can be girlfriend i definitely got girlfriend perks and privileges and um amenities but i was definitely a side chick and i um killed it so let's go back and just define that. What do you define a side chick as? Um, so a side chick does not mean that the person um, has to be married. Mm-hmm. The person can be married or the person can have a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we're going to be transparent, I actually more so dealt with married men mm-hmm. than I did men with girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Um, and that wasn't because. Oh, OK, so here's another thing. I never searched for a married man. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's something that people need to recognize. No side chick has ever chased a man down and said, you, sir, are -hmm. going to be cheating with me. (laughs) And if you don't, we're going to have problems. Like, that's not how none of that works. So I was seeked out by. You were sought out. Well, yeah, I was sought out by married men. Um, I got approached by married men daily. Mm. Like if if it's 24 hours in a day, (laughs) I would say each day two or three would approach me on my regular day. And like when I was not a call girl or I was not like out here looking, I'm talking about at Aldi's y'all. Like I'm out here going to get my eyebrows done. I'm... In the car, I literally just made a post about a guy trying to holler at me on the expressway and it's 21 degrees outside. <laughs> like, this was happening all over the place. And right. it's it's a thing that happens all the time. Married men approach women all the time. It is a thing. So let's get past the uncomfortable part of the conversation. Right. Married men approach women all the time. They approach other married women and they approach 
uh, single women and women do the same. So I, when I'm speaking, I'm speaking from my perspective because I'm a woman Mm -hmm. and I date men. So I can't have the side dude conversation with you guys because I'm a girl. Right. But it goes for both. So anything I say, it's going for both ways. I'm not trying to act as if it doesn't happen both ways. Mm -hmm. I'm just speaking from my angle. Right. So it would, so the acknowledgement of knowing that you are involving yourself with someone who is involved, be, be it by a relationship or marriage, would classify you as a side chick? Um, or is it more? I believe it's more, but for society. In, in, in plain terms. In, in plain terms is when you are giving little bit of yourself for um, the small things you get in turn from somebody. There is no 100% and 100% that you're giving anybody. You are accepting whatever it is that they're willing to give you mm. for um, uh, attention or mm. time or uh, conversation or whatever that moment of gratification you get from that person is. Mm-hmm. You are exchanging a little bit of yourself for that. That could be you could be dealing with a person that is also single. You could be dealing with a person who is dating multiple people. Mm-hmm. Maybe this person has seven people that they got lined up that they entertain at one time and you, you know, you number four. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It, it, that's still considered, you're a side chick because you're on the side. You're right. not in the front. So the the term itself for side chick is because you're not, you know, his main focus. You're mm-hmm. on the side, basically. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that you're married. It doesn't mean that you have a girlfriend. But society would say you'd have to be married or or have a girlfriend to be considered a side chick. But you can be dealing with a guy that got seven different girls. And you go out to the show and you see him out with that girl and he's single with her and he's single with you. You're going to still feel some kind of way unless that's the agreement that you guys have. And then you're going to feel he out here with somebody else. Right, right. Well, yes, because he's single. Right. And he can do that. But you were under the impression that. You were number one, I'm assuming, and you're number four. And nobody told you that either, so be clear. So- well, here's the false representation of what is happening in your life. Right. You tell yourself whatever it is that you want to tell yourself, whatever that dialogue is. I was dealing with those relationships for my own reasons, um, and it had absolutely nothing to do with um, somebody lied to me. Well, majority of the time, a couple times I got a couple times. <laughs> it was like, I was like, oh, you slick. You got me on that one. But majority of the time it was me choosing to be involved with those people. So that's was my next question. If we, because you say it like married men, which means you have more than one experience with that. What made this become a thing? Why was it a thing for you? So, well, then we're going to have to go back a little bit. Okay. okay. So I was in a relationship with my son's father for girl forever. <laughs> um, oh, wow. It was like. Yeah, some time. Mm-hmm. Eight years, seven, eight years. Right. I'm with my son's father. And um, I found out that we weren't on the same page. Mm-hmm. 
And when I found out that he was talking to other women online, because mm-hmm. let's just have a candid conversation, shall we? Let's just talk about Absolutely. it. So I had my son. I don't know about any other woman out here, but when you have a kid, sometimes your uh, hormones change mm-hmm. and it, it changes and fluctuates your sex drive, right? So my sex drive changed and fluctuated. I didn't know what was wrong with me. I didn't know what was going on. Um and for me, I have a bad reaction to birth control. It messes with my libido. Coming to find out later. But, you know, when you're younger, you don't understand, blah, blah, blah. So fast forward, he was talking to different chicks online, right? Mm-hmm. So when I found that out, we played house for a long time mm. after that. But we were literally playing house. I had chose at that point that I never wanted to be that girl again. Like, I didn't want to be the girl who got cheated on. I didn't want to be the person who put their all into a situation and then have that type of surprise. Right. Mm -hmm. So in my mind, if I deal with people who I know are in a situation, I'm protecting myself. Like Mm -hmm. I'm literally, you can't cheat on me. You can't lie to me because I don't, I'm not looking for the, um, I'm not looking for the loyalty. I'm not looking for the trust. I'm not looking for the attention. I'm looking for faithfulness. I'm, I'm, I'm just looking for you to do the minimum of my requirements and I, and I didn't want um, the same pain that mm-hmm. I felt with my son's father. So right. the way to fix that was let's so just not, not do that. It. Yeah. Because if anything else showed up, I was like, OK, like it didn't matter mm-hmm. because I already knew where we were. Right. And you was definitely going to get, you know, a hot 40 percent from me. And then that was it. So when you say you were amazing at it, why were you amazing? <laughs> well, first of all, have we met? <laughs> um, I wasn't demanding. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I had all types of uh, conversation. I understood what was happening. I did not expect anything more. See, there are some girls Mm -hmm. I feel like I need to put a disclaimer out at this moment when I'm saying these things I am speaking my truth about where I was currently I do not think or feel the way I am describing I felt right at that time I do not do any of these things anymore I do not feel that this is okay I don't support it I don't advocate it. I'm just explaining to you where where I was okay now that we've got that out there there are some girls who feel like this is a game mm-hmm. and they're trying to win. Yes. I want to be his girl. Mm-hmm. I never wanted to replace anybody. Mm-hmm. I never wanted that spot. I didn't demand certain um, certain things that I knew came with your wife or your girlfriend. But what I did have were <laughs> rules. Mm-hmm. But they were... Um, Reasonable rules. Mm-hmm. Like, so this is not a situation where you just come to my house, we have sex, and then you leave. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not it. So to give examples, I we, we went out to dinner. We went to shows. We went to concerts. We went to plays. We went out of town. We went to functions. Like, I was, I literally did stuff with these people, right? Um, and... I would go out with them. It was like a real relaxed atmosphere. 
afterwards mm-hmm. it's like oh okay all right i'll talk to you later i'll talk to you later we talked and text every day now here's the thing i need to also say this I was not a side chick to multiple people at a time. Mm-hmm. If I was involved with somebody, I was only involved with that person. Mm-hmm. I maybe went on dates with other guys, but I was only intimately involved right. with one person at a time. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't assume in my mind that they were only dealing with me. Mm-hmm. So I was handling myself accordingly mm-hmm. because I knew that there are at least a wife or a girlfriend mm-hmm. in the picture, if if that was the case. Did the idea of even that shared space ever bother you in any setting? Like, was it ever kind of... Did you ever have an alarm that said... Because here it is, it's like, you're not getting those other things you didn't want. But was it ever a, mm, but I don't, do I really want what comes, that part, do I want that part of this, even though I'm not, I know what it is, do, were you ever uncomfortable with the idea of shared space? Um, originally, mm-hmm. I was, but I had talked myself out of it. I put my, I gave myself a sense of fake comfort, mm-hmm. um, you know, so, so I did a, we, I had a pep talk. Hey, right. hey, listen, it, get it together. <laughs> Bring it in. I would have a whole conversation with myself about it. And, and in my mind, mm-hmm. um, I would rationalize it mm-hmm. and I would, um, just tell myself a lot of f- false <laughs> Uh, I would have false responses to things in my head. I would lie to myself all the time. I definitely had really retarded conversations with myself Mm. to make me feel okay about what it was that I was doing. Because at that time, I did not care about marriage. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I did. Marriage was not a thing for me until like three years ago. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't want to be a wife. I didn't want to, but it was because of fear. So I was functioning purely out of fear. Right. Um, fear of disappointment, um, fear of hurt, uh, rejection. Like I didn't want none of that. So I was trying to control it and, um, I would just lie to myself basically about what was actually happening. And Mm -hmm. then, then looking back at it now, like, Oh my God, what in the world? How did you do that? It was. Cause looking back now, you look at it and it's like. You could never, right? And not ever. <laughs> like, I I literally have conversations with people on what to do for their marriage and their relationship. But when I talk, oh, I'm talking from experience. Right. I'm telling you what you... And, and people would say that that would discredit me from being able to say mm-hmm. what you should do in a marriage or what you should do as a wife or a girlfriend. And here's the thing. You could be right that that could discredit me. Okay, cool. And... Maybe this, I'm not a person that you would want to talk to about this. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Other people talk to me because when I talk to them, I'm talking to them from a place of don't do what I did. And this is what I did. And this is what call the cause and effect for me. This is what was the cause and effect for some of the men I was dealing with. Like we did have conversations and mm-hmm. I never wanted to talk about wives 
because that's your personal business. Like I didn't blame the wife. I didn't want her spot. I'm not, that's not a prize. I'm not trying to win him. Mm -hmm. Um, like it's, it was, I was never at the point as a side chick, like I would be his wife one day, like, nah, fam, I'm good. (laughs) You, you're not what I'm seeking. I think I'm, I'm sure without even having to know specifically that there were some people who wanted to give you that. I want you. (laughs) Great. On several occasions. Did, even though you didn't want it, did it feel good to know they wanted to offer it? No, it actually, most of the time it made me mad. Mm. It gave, it would be like, what would make you think (laughs) that I would want you? Right. As anything but what, you are right what would make you think that i would want a liar and a cheater mm-hmm. because in my mind i wasn't a liar or a cheater like i literally told them everything was on the table i didn't lie and i wasn't cheating right you lying and you cheating right. i'm literally watching people tell girlfriends and wives stories mm-hmm. and i'm like i'm so glad that's not me because out of function, out of fear, that could be me. I could be the trusting wife. I right. could be the trusting girlfriend. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you're at the gym. Oh, you're working late. Oh, okay. All right, babe. Well, you know, I'll talk to you later. Like, whole good people just thinking their relationship is in its best place. And you're like, hey, I saw this new Italian restaurant that I want to try downtown. You want to go? Okay. Like, I, but I didn't say... In my mind, yeah, I want to be the one that you calling and lying to. And at no point did I think to myself, but it would be different with me because I'm never. so amazing. And he would never do that with me. Like, I never had those conversations in my head. And I know a lot of people who do. Well, here's what I think is different from even what you're sharing. I think because you were functioning out of fear and because your purpose of what you did find comfort in was... For selfish reasons, I think that's what eliminates that naivety. So I think people choose to be naive if they're not functioning in the same motive because they feel like they may not be functioning with as much honesty with themselves as you were to why they're doing it. Oh, for sure. So I think that changed why you can be like, well, clearly he wants me. And and, and everyone's... You, you were finding comfort in what you weren't getting. You know, like, I'm yes. not on that other side. And some people are very attention-driven. And not that you maybe didn't enjoy the attention that you could have received, but I think some people's purpose is, like... Like you said, some people for some people it's a game, and they like that. I think I'm... Yeah, you're over there. This is what I've seen from people that I've known personally who've dealt with other people in relationships. Mm-hmm. They've never said it. This is what I've saw. I've seen. I've seen them gravitate to the attention and function as a almost like a fake relationship, a relationship, almost playing a girlfriend position that it's okay because it meets certain corners of the rules they told themselves. Like, as long as he's doing this, 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 cool. Until he doesn't do any of those things. And then we got a problem. Well, here's the thing. Okay, so 
The difference between dating a person who is married or in a relationship and a person that's single is you get treated like an option because you are. Mm -hmm. When I'm single, I can talk to, come across, date as many, uh, proposition, <laughs> converse with as many people as I want. The, the game changes when you're married. Yeah. The game changes when you're single. The options are not the same. Right. So now you're trying to find somebody who will be okay with your situation. Right. Whereas when you're single, you don't have to find somebody who's, who, okay. who's okay with it. So when a married man finds a woman who is okay with his situation, he does what he can to keep that situation Absolutely. going because now he doesn't have to go start this process over again, fishing, trying to uh, finagle his way into somebody's life who might not be okay with married men or who could potentially be okay with it, but you got to smooth you about it. You know what I'm saying? You got to, mm -hmm. you know, rub on the shoulder a little bit, get mm -hmm. it warmed up. A, a man who's single, he doesn't have to do that. And, and the woman gets treated like an option. And women hate being treated like an option. Mm -hmm. They like to be catered to and chased and they get chased and catered to when they're dealing with the married man because he doesn't have a choice but a single man has a choice mm. and because he has choice you get treated like an option and no nobody like being treated like an option well see that's what is interesting to me about the conversation because to me i we've had this conversation several times and i think some people will miss the gems you have about this topic and your growth and your perspective because they'll zone into what I used to do. The fact that you were a side chick and they'll miss the mental perspective changes that happen. To me, it gets crazy to me when I hear that because I almost don't know anyone who hasn't played the role of a side chick. It took I recognize that I used to deal with a guy that I was being his side chick, but he wasn't. But he was single. He was single, but I uh -huh. was definitely his. I was definitely his side chick. Like I couldn't depend on him. Nope. I couldn't. Like we weren't dating. He wasn't investing time in nope. me to make sure we dated. Nope. If he called, I ran. Yep. If he, <laughs> when he was free, it was okay. If he if he couldn't do it, okay. I was playing my role and to get him or whatever he was gonna give me, yep. and he was. Free with options. That was just how he was treating me. So it, I I know the morality part mm -hmm. of it, but the understanding right. part gets weird when I think people turn off their ears and try to act like I could never. Yes, and you I, the worst. And I could imagine. Yes, and then <laughs> I also hear people. I've personally known someone who's dealt with someone in a relationship. But I've heard them condemn the idea of messing with a married man. And I'm like, well, well, because people look at marriage different than they do a relationship. You'll hear people say all the time, I'm single until I get married. Mm. That's until you get cheated on. You find out he got another girl. Then you then all of a sudden. How could he? Well, how could he have not? Because he's single just like you until he get married. Right. right? right. Oh, oh, how, how quickly things right. have changed. Well, look at you. Look over at there. you over there. You are something else. Mm. Oh, mm. things you are why are you crying right you are single and it happens on both ends i you know women 
don't say that, they move like that. Yes. Yeah. Men he can't will, tell me what to do. Men I'm, will say it yeah, yeah. until they get cheated on. Uh-huh. And then like, Listen, don't cheat on a man. Ooh. Listen. <laughs> hey, Ooh. let me tell you something. As a side hey, chick, if a dude that I was dealing with you don't thought. Gotta, you ain't even got to cheat. Don't move on too swift either. Listen. Don't you, you be cheating. okay. Don't you be okay. The gall. Listen, I, I was dealing with a dude that was married and I told him I was out and this nigga had the, <laughs> the, <laughs> the conniption that he had. I Listen, and so if you know me, you know, I got like a real laid back nonchalant attitude but when you come at me wrong Mm -hmm. my laid back attitude is either gonna get even more laid Mm -hmm. back or you gonna get fire there is no in between so with him my laid back got amplified baby like Mm -hmm. i was just like what are you doing here Mm -hmm. why do you want to listen i had a guy ask me if he could have a key to my place Mm. listen let's exchange keys (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it at the same time right mine for yours and yours for mine no no Good you talk. know my situation absolutely which is why i can't even fathom this <laughs> this why this think? rolling off your lips like you know nah this is how i know you're confused okay i i explained it to one of my friends like this because she came at this time i was dealing with married men she was aware of it and she was like, this married guy wants to talk to me. And I don't know if I should talk to him. And I said, look, that's up to you. I ain't never going to advocate or promote anything. But let me explain to you your role. You are great America. Mm-hmm. You are Disney World. You are a fun ride. Mm-hmm. You're a good time with some expensive food. And then you end up going home tired and sleep real good afterwards. <laughs> like you literally are that. And I was mm-hmm. like, at no point are you in, supposed to even in your mind think that you're in here to win something. Like you're definitely, you're not his girlfriend. You're not trumping his wife. Cause if he didn't want to be married, he wouldn't. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't want to be with his wife, he won't be. And if he is, it's cause he does. Mm-hmm. So you are not better than his wife. You are not going to be his wife because mm-hmm. he wouldn't have one and there are stories Nor of people should you be striving for that yeah but they be. definitely do and i mean there are stories of guys leaving their wives for them but now who's really winning who's the wife i think is the one who won let me get up out of this thing because right. this <laughs> let me go find me somebody who really wants to do this do this thing because it's not you boo it's not you so so when I think a perception that would be given to this also would be, even though you knew your reasons that you didn't know your worth, that you've kind of grown now. And you're I hear like, that a lot. Like, oh, you did. I had an ex I'm tell me that. I had an ex tell me because I tell people about my past. Let me pause for real quick. I thank God we're not recording this on video at this moment because <laughs> I felt my face do something. Yes. Listen, she has Press terrible play. faces. Okay. <laughs> um, I had an ex tell me like, I wish you knew your worth. And mm-hmm. I was like, what? Here's the thing. I think the difference is this. People are under the impression that every time a person deals with somebody that's in a relationship that you're doing it because you don't know your value because mm-hmm. you're, you don't know your worth. You think that that's all you can get. Let me be very clear. I am dope as hell. 
I am really dope. We'll talk it. Listen, I think I'm amazing. Did I have a lot of pieces in me that I needed to work on? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Do I still think I'm dope with all those pieces I needed to work on? Absolutely. Was there a possibility that I could have been with anybody that I wanted to? Definitely. Single or married? Yes. Mm -hmm. I was not with somebody because I didn't know my worth. I was with somebody who was in a relationship because I was functioning out of fear, Mm -hmm. not out of me feeling worthless. Mm -hmm. I knew what my worth was. I didn't want to be one of those girls that was crying and depressed and all the stuff I went through with the ex when I finally decided to right. be in a relationship. Right, right. Once I did that and then all my fears that I was trying to get away from happened. Mm-hmm. That part. Right. And everything that I thought was going to happen did happen. Now, here's the interesting turn in this. If I had got hurt earlier then I probably would have found God earlier. Mm. But because I was dealing with people who could not hurt me at the time, that God wasn't able to get to my heart the way mm. he was supposed to because he was definitely coming after me. Mm. God was dropping all types of, girl, come on. And I was all like, no, I'm okay. No, I'm okay. I definitely felt like marriage was overrated. I definitely felt um, like the way I was was perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. I definitely felt like the way I was functioning was perfectly fine. I didn't need to read the Bible. I didn't need to feel the way I feel about Jesus. Like I didn't need none of those things in my life. I was good. Mm-hmm. And because nothing was able to penetrate me mm-hmm. because I was like guarded, like Fort Knox up in here. Mm-hmm. He couldn't get to me. Oh, but one day <laughs> I put, and as soon as I did, he was like, Gotcha. Right. And I was like. <gasps> he was like, hey, what's up? And I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> Wait a minute. And he was like, girl, we could have did this at uh, 28, but you right. was out here playing. And you I was, was out here slanging and banging. banging. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, huh. okay, so we're going to do it at 37. Cool. Bad. Cool. Here we are. So. I feel like, you know, he never took his eyes off me. Mm-hmm. I just would not focus on him. So here I am out here living my best life on trash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was a trash character, baby. <laughs> I was out here being trash. Like, Here's the thing I noticed. I, when we had a conversation about this, um, for me being cheated on it, here's the thing. Before that, I've been a side chick knowingly and unknowingly i i had a i didn't know so i found out but i already messed up mm-hmm. i'll tap back into that door a couple more times <laughs> i don't like it yeah i give up <laughs> i tried it's not for me no it's not for me mm-hmm. uh, but it was but i excused my going back as like but I had already did it. I already did it. I, d- I had no choice clearly had a choice the the knowing part changes it yeah i've been on the not knowing side a couple times mm-hmm. um and then i've been on the side of well i'm not cheating meaning we're not intimate but i know you have someone and you're really coming my way and that's fun that's cheating yeah <laughs> let me be the first one to say what i'm saying it's like 
sleeping together. You just like, people. It, you believe that because you're not sleeping with a person, you're not cheating. Hey, side note, I never thought like this before. So I'm going to just tell you, this is new for me. But when I started, you know, moving differently and different mm -hmm. thinking, diff thinking differently and feeling differently how I do about relationships. If there is something that you cannot tell your partner or that you hide from them or that, you know, mm -hmm. can't be discussed or if they saw it, you'd be like, oh, oh no, right. oh, no, then that means you're cheating. And I, I know nobody wants to think of it that way. Here's but when thing. you have to hide it, that is how you know. I know because I got cheated on. <laughs> <laughs> and if I stood trying to work on it, I couldn't work on it with trash. Like, right. It, so it made me start recognizing the things I may do that I wouldn't like to see back. And Absolutely. I was, and I was like, eh. I guess that's not somebody you can talk to anymore <laughs> if we're going to... Give it a little shoulder shrug. Like, <laughs> that's a hot that I don't have to reply to. Like, yes. We're going to move That's low. like, hey. Ooh, mm. look at all them wise. Oh, that was a hey. Yeah, that, that's a loaded hey. We're going to let you fly by. But acknowledging that I I want to represent the accountability for what I want back. And Absolutely. I, and I didn't all the time. So even some of those I didn't know. Let's be clear. I didn't necessarily want to know either. Like I was younger, but in one of those situations, I was like, "That makes sense." Okay, so <laughs> the last situation I was in, not my ex, but before that, I was dealing with a guy for two years, and I did not know he was married, and he was definitely married. Now let me tell you something. I didn't look mm -hmm. either, right? But I also wasn't very uh demanding of normal things that probably would have been a flag but let me tell you this story was tight i could talk to him at two o'clock in the morning i could talk to him at nine o'clock in the morning i could talk to him all day long texting talking everything you could think of we went on trips mm -hmm. we went out if there's seven days in a week four days out of the week he would stay over at my place like we were, and I was like, wait a minute, I think I like him. Mm -hmm. And then I got a text message. Mm. And then I said, well, I take that back. The text message happened after. I felt like some, like it was probably my intuition from God. Like, mm -hmm. girl, you know better. Right. And I was all like, what are you what? talking about? You know what? Okay, whatever. So I sent him a text message. Hey, is there anything else, anything you want to tell me? I think he thought I knew. I definitely didn't. Mm -hmm. And what I got back was, can we move past this once I'm honest? And I was like, yeah. I thought he was going to say something like, I went on a date with somebody else. Right. <laughs> a whole marriage. Yeah, you've been dating her. Right? Oh, oh, well, that was the thing. When did you date her? We've been together every day almost for two years. Like, it was, but then when it happened, the hurt wasn't um, like it was with my ex right. because I wasn't invested fully in That's him. I was just getting into this whole dating people who were, he was the first person I dated that you I thought. thought was single wow. when I was 
not dating married people mm-hmm. anymore. So he was the first guy that I was like, oh. And the then, first person that got some access to those real emotions you want, didn't want to And he even fit. said that. Mm-hmm. Like, I asked him, like, why did you lie? He said, because I wanted this version of you. I didn't want the version you, t- oh, because we talked about it. He knew I dealt with married men before. He was like, I didn't want that version of you that you gave the other guys that you dealt with when they were married. I wanted this dope version of you. How selfish. Because right. I was giving him 100% mm-hmm. Ariel. I wasn't giving him the 40, 30% that you, everybody else you got. Like, you going to pull a me on me. The, the nerve, nerve of you. Wait a minute. And then wait. How are you doing this? How I got. Listen, when you t- look, we had to have a sit down and have a questionnaire because I have questions. Like, what type of marriage do you have <laughs> over there, sir? <laughs> she trusts you to the moon and back. Right. Like, I want that type of unwavering trust and love but here's the part so this is the part that side chicks don't talk about okay this is the part where what happens to you as a person as a person Mm. as a woman okay when you decide to allow yourself to be a side chick for however long one person or multiple people so there's three key components that nobody ever wants to talk about your trust issues get amplified. Mm. You try to get in a relationship with somebody after you've seen a person lie over and over again to their significant other. Mm-hmm. You hear them lie about trips. You hear them lie about going to the gym. You hear them lie about work. You hear them lie about everything you can think of. Mm-hmm. You hear them lie and say, I'm at work, and they not. Right. You hear... Every And in your mind, you're like, oh, he lies to her. He don't lie to me. Mm-hmm. But when you try to get into a relationship with somebody else, your trust in- issues are so amplified. Like, I wish my dude would tell me, oh, I'm going to play basketball with the guys. We'll probably be playing late. We will be FaceTiming. <laughs> like, you, you going to have five games? Cool. Charge your battery because I need you to put me in a corner so that I can watch you play basketball. She's not going to do that. but she... No, I'm talking about at that time. Oh, at that time. Not, yeah, not, yeah, not yeah. the person I am right now, right, right. but at that time. Like, I would never. Yeah, because you, you knew. You, absolutely. You were in the rim. You, you, know, would... you know what that was. For... Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So you create these trust issues that going to make it almost damn near impossible to be in a relationship Mm -hmm. because if you don't have trust what y'all doing right what y'all just y'all just kicking (laughs) it okay cool the second thing is you're ultimately alone Mm. so you're gonna go to the doctor's office by yourself if you go to the hospital you're going by yourself when you get that promotion and you want to celebrate that day but his daughter's recital or his Mm. wife uh she's sick Oh, babe, I can't make it, but congratulations. I'm so proud of you. That's what you're going to get. You're ultimately living with family and friends, but you've been in a relationship and you've been there when he want to celebrate. Right. Oh, you, you. He get two of them joints. Let's say he get it at home and with you. What's your favorite meal? If I cook, I'm cooking for you. (laughs) If I, if I like to buy cards and little sweet knickknacks you're right. gonna have a little basket with your name on it with a congratulations sign on it that mm. i arts and crafted together 
Cause that's cause that's me. You're not getting that. You're going to see. Yeah, like that part is where my crazy amplifies. You can't begin my grade A arts and crafts, and now he can't commit some old time. Like I put in work when uh, my thoughtfulness. What? What, sir? Listen. Do you know how long it took me to find the right paper for this? Listen. <laughs> do you see the creases on that box on that paper? You see? You and you then you see? can't and you can't come out tonight. Oh. oh, oh. But they don't talk nobody wants to talk about that. You don't want to talk about the times that you're sitting at home lonely and you're all like, I want to share it with this person. But that's not your person. Mm. That's somebody else's person. Yeah. And you over here trying to digest it. Okay. I, hey, that February 14th, your day is February 13th <laughs> of February 15th is real. Mm. Now, here's the thing. I don't care about stuff like that. So that never bothered me. Right. I, like, I wasn't ever a Valentine's Day, Christmas type of... Mm-hmm. Christmas for me was for my family and my son anyway. Right. So that was never a thing for me. But I know some chicks that that's a big thing for them. Mm-hmm. Like, let your birthday land on a day that he got to do stuff with his family. Listen. Listen. Let your birthday fall when... My birthday is around Thanksgiving. Feelings will be hurt. Listen. If I was that type of person and you went out of town with your family for Thanksgiving so you can't be here for my birthday, but we did, you know, 90 things for your birthday. Mm. Huh, but they don't want to talk about that. Right. You are ultimately alone. You you and, and signing up for it, so it's like you can't you over can't even settle and feeling that because like you get no comfort in that because you know you're choosing it too. Absolutely, you not you're choosing it every day though, right? Because when that happens, you don't let go and stop. You rationalize it in your head, and then you wait for the next holiday to feel like crap again. <laughs> like now, and I'm saying that never happened to me because I was never all in with anybody like that, mm-hmm. but. I've seen people do it. Like it was never, I, first of all, couldn't nobody have my holidays because right. I've had people want my holidays and I was just like, eh, those not for you. Right. But I've seen other people who definitely wanted holidays and they couldn't get them. And so the reason I was able to see it is because, uh, you can only talk about this with certain people. Mm-hmm. Now me and Tiffany are able to talk about this because one, we have a very transparent relationship. Right. We talk about, this is a judge-free zone. And here's the thing. Tiffany doesn't have to agree with anything I've said or done, and I don't have a problem with her not agreeing with it, and I don't have a problem with anything she says, and I don't agree with what she does. We don't judge each other for it. We give our opinions. We say how we feel about it, and then we move on. Mm -hmm. A lot of people can't do that. But when you're dealing with married people, if you have friends that are married or in relationships, <laughs> who are you sitting around and having these conversations with? I can't have this conversation about how he at home with his wife and he said we were supposed to be going out to eat. And now I got to figure out what I'm going to do because and I got like you upset. And they're going to be looking at me like. You talking about you upset about that other woman's man? You upset because she being a wife? Mm. Huh. Now. That's not my life. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you what has happened to other people. I never vented to anybody right. about anything. I Now, I would have a conversation about it if somebody asked, but I was never a person who vented about my situation. Well, I just still feel like um, it's not a scenario that you can walk around pretending like you have a trophy. And if even if people are generally talking about their dudes, like, right. 
Yeah, I'm talking. Yeah, I'm gonna see if he'll be at dinner with us. We let's do the couples thing. Yeah, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna find out. I know uh, his wife's birthday coming up next week, so I'm gonna see. What I he- don't know what they schedule looking like, but if I find out his schedule and her we'll schedule, we'll- <laughs> everybody's like, oh, okay. <laughs> said no one ever. Like you, are you kidding me? Like that was never my life. Like. I, I, but that was, that is, and was a lot of people's lives. And I was never that person. Like, well, I also think a reason I thought this was a really good topic to get into because you speak on, um, a growth through it that you did not have and how your mind was like, this had nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. And it was coming from a selfish place and you can see that now. Absolutely. Oh, I, I, I would say all the time, like, that's between them. That's not between. I'm not the one that's married. They're commit. He's committing adultery. I'm not. That Literally, I would say that. Like, What's the flip of where you are now? Oh, first of all, it is disrespect on a human aspect. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I hear people say woman to woman. Skip all that. <laughs> on a human aspect. Right. That is another human being. Mm-hmm. The pain that I didn't want to feel, I was inflicting onto somebody else. Even if they didn't know that it was happening, I was still doing it. And And I was inflicting pain on these people selfishly because I didn't want the pain that I was causing them. Right. Um, Also, even though I know that once you, you know go to God and ask for forgiveness and repent and do all of that. You still reap what you sow. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe that my reap what you sow is punishment, but I do believe that it was part of my lesson mm-hmm. to get me to where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. And for me to appreciate marriage and right. relationships and the um, sacredness of marriage and everything that goes into you wanting to be um a complete package with somebody y'all a team right and it this is not a basketball team right <laughs> this is, it can't be that many players on the court right you got it's, backups on the no, bench. We got people, no 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 they no, over no. there warming up in the corner no. like nah fam this is the two this is a one-on-one it's, <laughs> it's real different and i didn't think of it that way uh-huh. um the other thing is that i know that that's not how I was created to behave. Mm. That's not what my heart posture is. I was functioning out of fear. Yeah. And fear can no longer be the way I function. And now that I know that I don't, like, I literally don't function out of fear anymore. That couldn't be a, I don't have that as an excuse. Since I don't move mm-hmm. out of fear anymore, yeah. like, I can't say, I'm now why are you doing it? Exactly. What What's your reason now? Like you're afraid of being treated that way. You're afraid of being that person. I. So now that you're not afraid anymore, and now that you don't have fear, and now you function in a completely different capacity, what you doing now? I can't. I can't use that as my reason anymore because I really don't have fear of hurting anymore. Because now I know that everything hap- There's positioning mm-hmm. in everything. There's right. a lesson in everything, and I'm trying to function that way. So I literally can't use that anymore you can't pretend Uh, at all so it but it also taught me and this is going to sound strange how to be a wife i know what i need to do as a wife mm -hmm. 
I literally have a completely different perspective on being a wife. Mm. I say it all the time. My husband's going to brag on me. Mm -hmm. Right. And I say that because I function differently now. And it's because I see from both sides. Mm -hmm. Now, I am not saying that me being a side chick has made me a... uh, (laughs) <laughs> like a, a better person because of it. it absolutely not. like like that's what i did is look but but you anything you do you got to do work you absolutely. know what i'm saying like so and you can't be on this path of evaluating things making better decisions and trying to act like this wasn't a phase and a absolutely a, a journey in your life and i think being able to give in it by being in such a different space today, I just saw something that said, "Don't just slay the, don't just slay your demons. Figure out what they were feeding, feeding off on." Of. Absolutely. What was you in there gnawing on, huh? Yeah, what I, was you living off of? I got to get rid of that. Too. I got listen. And that was the fear, and that and, and you know the root of it. And I think for me, it was by us having these conversations. I recognize. I may not have been dealing with married men, but I think I've had a, I've had the same passive approach out for the same fear. Yeah. The same fear has caused me to function certain ways. And that's why I had to evaluate that my approach of saying cheating wasn't a deal breaker is because well, if I'm anticipating it, it can't throw me off. Right, 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 right. And that's still, I'm prepared for I'm it. I'm prepared. Kind of like when I already know you married, you don't get yeah. to disappoint me. So if I know, but when you really in it and you like somebody, I'm hoping you'd never. I put this on the table, but I don't really want you to look at it. But I'm it. still holding it. <laughs> it's like handing some, like, something and not letting go. It, right. Yeah. Uh, mm. Like, mm. oh, are you reaching for it? <laughs> Well, you want the card, eh? Hey. Well. I didn't really mean it. About that. Funny story. The answer's no. Uh, Now, here's the, I used to say that too, that cheating was not a deal breaker for me. I would always say that mentally cheating was a deal breaker for me, meaning you sit on there on the phone and you telling her you're, darkest secrets and y'all spending time over sex and now i realize i don't want either listen i don't want them either no nope. i don't want, I don't want you texting her and i don't want you calling her so, and i don't want you sexing her so that was my thing i think for me i always said until it became the environment and my story that if we could just move forward a certain way then then that you know i it wasn't a deal breaker because as long as we can talk honestly and get everything out on the table, then we can move forward. I've created this. I literally heard womp, 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 womp. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's exactly what it was, but I didn't think so. And now, I, and now I recognize, like, no, you can't walk around spewing language like that, saying cheating isn't a deal breaker, because to cheat, you have to do all the things that ma- do matter to you. Yep. Like lying to me. You have to <laughs> that's lie to me. That's a deal breaker. It's a part of it. <laughs> I, I will adamantly tell someone, don't you lie to me, though. Well, how they going to cheat on me? Well, how they going to cheat on you? They you better not ask, because then you're going to make me cheat on you. But if you don't ask, then I definitely didn't lie to you. 
I guess I thought you just got to be swift enough that it'll never get to me. <laughs> hey, like that commercial. Got to be quicker than that. <laughs> right. Gotta you go got to lie in your free time. You got to go to work and not that truth, honesty, and transparency. Tell me the truth. You don't got to be transparent. Just mm-hmm. don't lie. Just <laughs> That's trash. Like <laughs> it I, doesn't make sense. And I, and in reflection, I'm like, why was that okay? But it was fear, and it was fear from a similar situation. My, I had an ex that was amazing. He was a really good guy, but he he, he just you know he wasn't being as transparent <laughs> as me. And I was like, <laughs> so and I started making trash decisions after that. Like, well, listen. If I see your trash, we can deal with your trash. <laughs> put your trash on the table. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll put it in my purse. <laughs> and I would and I was moving that way because it's in my head still felt more peaceful to know yeah. certain things than but, to dare have you sideswipe me. And the way listen. that that was because it took a lot. And he would have conversations with me trying to get back together after work because he knew who I was dating. And yeah. he was like, I could do that. That's what you, that. That's what you want to do? And I said, let me tell you what, you, what I know. <laughs> let me tell you. I know some things over here. I don't know what you coming with, sir. I don't, I don't want to figure it out. Either. I wish they could see your face. <laughs> He said, let me tell you what I know. (laughs) (laughs) And then in conversation when we said it, I recognized how not different. Like, I don't have to sit in a side chick position to still understand things. Because I think as a person who has been cheated on recently with someone I really love and care about, one thing that doesn't get in the conversation is that people get really offended by the presence of a side chick. With no accountability of why that side chick is there. Listen, like I said in the beginning, I never chase down anybody. Now here, this is where this conversation gets uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And some people probably going to click off after this. (laughs) (laughs) I can only, again, speak from my perspective. Right. I'm pretty sure that there are women out here who cheat on their men. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Listen. I was a person who got into a relationship with somebody that she loved and was definitely texting. And it wasn't like I was sending nudes or nothing, Mm -hmm. but the conversation itself shouldn't have happened. Mm -hmm. And that is like the the opening door for for everything else to transpire, right? So I'm sending these text messages. Um, My ex finds out. Mm Mm-hmm. Everything is a crash after that, right? There's no recovery because that you've planted that seed and now you're trying to dig it up out the ground. But then roots, I told you about that bamboo grow down first. And now you're trying to dig it up. How? And we talking about the tables, baby. You can't, you don't got to even cheat on a man. Just don't even make him think you might. Girl, listen, (laughs) them emotional creatures that claim only women are emotional. I digress. That's another podcast. Anyway, (laughs) this conversation is for women. Yes, this part. This part is for women. Now, a lot of people are going to say, you don't get to speak on it. I'm going to tell you right now, I've had conversations with a couple of husbands that wives need to be having with their husbands, but their husband will never have this conversation. And honestly, if they had these conversations, they could save their marriage. Mm-hmm. These conversations, of uh, because the way women work, mm-hmm. you can be honest with me. As long as your honesty and your truth 
aligns with mine. Absolutely. You bet not tell me the truth and it ain't what I wanted to hear. <laughs> <laughs> what you won't do. And as crazy as that sounds, I'm like, yeah. Because then I'm looking at you going, what? And he's like, no, but for real. And you're like appalled that that's his truth, but it's still his truth. And I think that's what I had to gauge in my situation when I took the approach, like I said, when I had to have that honest conversation with me, like, so here, you can make it about this. <laughs> or you going to walk out of this a better version of you no matter where we going. Absolutely. And because of that, I don't think if I had t- taken a different approach, I would have been able to see stuff I did do at that time because I would have been like, you, sir. You, <laughs> you, you, you. I, I ain't do what you did. How about that? <laughs> we, we wouldn't have gotten too much further than that. I literally, <laughs> I had tunnel vision. Like, I would focus on a specific thing I did. We not going to look at the things I did <laughs> as a whole. Like, yes. like I just said about the text messages, right? right? So, we going to talk about these text messages, but we not going to talk about the insecurities I got. We ain't going to talk about the negativity that I, you know, right. spewing. We not going to talk about My the fact that... mouth. Ooh, jazzy. <laughs> <laughs> she jazzy. Jazz fingers. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't going to talk about, you know, like... And and it was I was reactive. Oh, had a flashback. I was definitely told you reactive. Like if I tell you something's wrong, you gonna react to it. But you don't never see it. You don't never fix it until I say something. So I was definitely reactive. Like I was like, oh, that's a problem. Cool. I won't do it no more. But it was like a temporary fix. Yeah. It was kind of like I, I won't do it for two months. And it, it's an acknowledgement. Like all right, that bothers you. Word. But it's not like you. You. I never looked at it and said, okay. This is a thing. You're right. Let's get to the root. Why is this a thing that I do? Well, here's... I recognize something I'm I'm knowledgeable of. I know that when you function in entitlement, it's dangerous. If you walk around with a card that gives you license to act a certain way, and that's how you think, like, every time you get pulled over, you pull out your license, like, no, I get to do this. (laughs) But that's that ego and that pride. But I... Just because it looks different, I recognize right. I was doing it. Right. And then I had to really look like, oh, you've been doing this for some time. This ain't just here and now. You didn't just start this. You've been, you got years in it. Yeah, it, it was probably You're around vested. the time you start looking in trash cans for who you were going to date. <laughs> That's probably around the time. You start digging in it. And then getting mad about it. This is such smelly trash. You're in a trash can, ma'am. Get out of here. Look, there's plenty of options over here. You're like, you want to get off the on the table? Nah, this garbage can's cool. And then you pull stuff out the garbage can. What? I am. Who put this in here? Uh, you wouldn't know it was in there if it wasn't, wasn't in, there. in the trash can. And I and Ariel asked me a really good question, and she had said, when I found out that I think I did this. Not at all. And for me, that's crazy. Because I'm a, I always insert, what did I do? What did, like, especially oh, you when mean my friend, when, when you found out that he, he had cheated. cheated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always insert what I did. Not at all. And then I was like, because I didn't do that. I mean, I, I, I didn't even think that either. But in reflection, because of the way I do, I extend understanding. Oh, he definitely tried to talk. And, you know, express some things to me that I was like, what? What? Why are we talking about this, sir? <laughs> you don't. 
What? You don't get to bring up what I did. Do you know how I cleaned today? You talking about how we humping on... If you don't have... Go take a nap. Like, I'm <laughs> come, back, come back later. And in any other form, I would say, why aren't you talking to me? And <laughs> he was like... And because I said, I recognize I have to work through how stuff is told to me. And if I, I choose to receive it or not, but I don't get to decide that. And here's the thing. He wrong. He dead wrong. It's no justification of his cheating. Absolutely. Is that I can't, I can't put a demand that he owns his accountability and act like I don't have anything to be accountable. And there it is. And uh, for why we're in this nasty space. Because Every situation that more than one person is in everybody there is accountable yeah I, for something even if it's not that i can't make him go cheat he chose to that's cheat. definitely a choice yeah he chose that but because i literally just had this conversation today mm-hmm. i believe that cheating is a choice i cannot make you cheat no but i do have an input <laughs> on your decision <laughs> I, I i put some thoughts and some feelings in there with my with what I've been doing in this relationship, and if you choose to take what I've done, and your response to it is, I'm gonna cheat on her. That was all your choice. Yes, but I cannot not act own. like why. Yes, like what went into that? Absolutely. Especially if the, if we weren't always functioning in this type of turmoil and space. Absolutely. So I think because there's some people that's out here cheating because they just terrible people, oh. and it, you could be out here being a great. You be out here uh, sucking and surfing and. <laughs> <laughs> you over here <laughs> cooking and cleaning and over here encouraging yeah. and motivating. And he's like, cool. But she has really big breasts. Yeah. <laughs> and I like them. Yeah. So I want to go and see. And I want to see them in my face. <laughs> <laughs> Can you put them on my cheek? <laughs> and she's like, sure. And you over here folding clothes. Listen. It, and it and then that's what starts to happen. You deflect because you're hurt of everything you're doing. Yeah. And you don't stay as a team and start troubleshooting how we get here don't pick up his bags he made a choice he was wrong absolutely he crossed the boundary for sure but own yours too so you can grow from it because if you ignore like you didn't you're just gonna go get with someone else and keep ignoring see here so what what i learned this is the part that women ain't gonna like what i learned is men are visual and sexual creatures Mm -hmm. now our languages are different Mm -hmm. and a lot of times women want men to feel behave and act how we do and we are not the same and i think that a lot of times we don't realize how important and significant intimacy Mm -hmm. is for men women compare intimacy to rubbing my feet Playing in my hair. We ca- we compare it to care. Yes, which like is you why being when, attentive to me. Absolutely, which is why when my boyfriend was expressing like, is something happening with us here? Right, right, right. I immediately went into all the ways I was caring for him. Okay, but I'm doing you questioning that, but I'm doing all of these things. Mm-hmm. It it immediately he like no, thank you for that. However, <laughs> I'm trying to blow your black out. You not? Can I? You not? No. No. Uh, hey, let me. You tell gotta you. take these folded clothes and be happy because I did that. So I did that. Can you fold the clothes 
and let me blow your back out. (laughs) And I'm all like, no, no. No, I'm tired. (laughs) Yo. So at one point, I had an extremely healthy sex life with my ex, right? Mm -hmm. I would, because here what happens when you're a side chick, you be holding on to stuff and you don't realize Mm -hmm. it. Well, because we had an extremely healthy sex life, we had sex all the time and it was often and I enjoyed it. It was amazing. And something in my head said, you got to make sure that this isn't just about sex. Because, mm. you know, when you was a side chick. The trust. The trust. That trust. Like, and, and his response to me is, this is how I express myself to you. Like, mm-hmm. this is this is me expressing it's, it's myself. It's a part of it, too. It's a part of it. Like, I do. And I do it all the time because I just love you so much. And I love being with you and love our sex. And, lo- and look, this is me. I hear you. But I'm a niece. But I stuff. want us to sit on the couch and watch TV and not have sex. And he's like, what? Well, why would we do that if we want and to have sex? And in my brain, I'm like, yeah, I want to have sex too. I just want to see if we can do it. Can we sit on the couch mm-hmm. and not have sex? And he's like, yes, but if we want to, why would we not? And in my brain, I was like, because. And you got a whole attitude. Listen. And then it turned his switch. He yeah. was like, girl, ain't nobody about to be playing with you. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Look. Word. Listen. I literally... And then you was like, baby... Oh, he definitely moved my arm. Nope. Listen, (laughs) girl, the first time he moved my arm, I said, hold up. Hold up. You don't... He said, I just want to see. And when I started (laughs) seeing him be detached and differences between us, well, I was so on my horse that I didn't think you had a reason to be this valid. Like, well, you go in the other room if you want to because I don't give a hot hell if you're (laughs) upset. That I don't want you rubbing on me while I'm tired and these kids are crazy. Yeah, I'm my face. And he's like, what? And that's the thing sometimes I'm saying. Women sometimes, men do tell us things. No, not sometimes. Oh, they do. They always, hey, listen. But we have to battle those other voices in our head. We're telling ourselves. They're so loud. When they're telling us things. And like you just said, although he explained to you what it meant to you, you were like, that's cute. But what I said, I said. What because I you said. wasn't dealing with that part yet of you. You was like. Ooh. I definitely wasn't dealing with it. Like, they, everything I'm saying now is me after I reflected for a year. And, and, I, and I remember talking to people who immediately felt like when I started seeing it. Because it literally. Ariel knows. That would be like. Oh, <laughs> that was nasty. And sometimes me and her would be talking. And I'd be like, you do know that show crazy, right? And I'm like, no. <laughs> And I'm like, so I would repeat back to her what she said, and she'd go, ooh, that's <laughs> terrible. But you know what? I found out that men can get rejected by their woman all the time. But if that man mm. rejects his woman, burn it all down. <laughs> it is. It, it, you don't, because you cheating. You don't love me no more. You don't find me attractive. And he's like, no. I just got an attitude like you got an attitude. I'm doing the same thing, <laughs> ma'am. And you're like, you don't get to. <laughs> what you and don't you get can't. to talk about. No, listen. And and here, we'll, we equalize it when we want to, when we're on a different side of the fence. But then we, it makes sense. No, as a man, you can never not have sex with me. Ever. You can never. Girl, I'll tell you, the first time that I was re- got rejected, mm. I literally was evaluating life. Hey, you <laughs> hey, you ain't been in a storm till he get mad enough to turn you To turn you. Listen, and I'm not talking about just turn the other way or casually fell asleep. I'm talking about a, a 
picked up your hand off of him and moved it back over to and your said, nah, bro. And listen, y'all in a different territory. Emergency, <laughs> get the nine one one kit. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Clear. Wait a minute. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> that is not the time to start talking to yourself. You need to phone a friend. You need to get some counseling. You need to go to Talk work to somebody because it's about to go bad. <laughs> you are in trouble. You are in a very you are not bad in the zone. No more. You have no <laughs> no support. Listen. No coat. No raincoat. No light raft. You are in trouble. <laughs> Danger. No one. Listen. And I didn't know it at the time. And I was over here like. Girl, the you, eyebrows, you, you turning me down? You, I done folded all these clothes <laughs> and he's over here talking about me being cute and humping on him. The nerves of this <laughs> Negro. Until I wanted him to rub on me and hump on me. Wait a minute. Well, you don't want to have that conversation. Because I taught him that this was a no-go zone. Because you to teach treat people how to treat you and every so, day, baby. And then I was like, I changed my mind. And he was like, oh, but guess where I'm still at? I'm over there. I'm over there. I see you when I get there. Because uh-uh. I oh. tried to book a flight to where you at, and it's not happening. And I'm like, I didn't know. I didn't read the itinerary. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> wait. Wait a minute. All that uh, all that that stand I have. You, we're walking out the room. I'm like, wait, wait. wait. Wait, uh, no, come back. Mm, I wasn't, I wasn't oh, like serious there. You know, the other thing, like I talking to different married guys, um, they said it changed after they had their kid. Mm-hmm. It changed once they became married. <laughs> and, and I had to like, so I'm taking all this stuff in, right? And I'm like, ooh, I, uh, why would that be a thing? Like, why would you, like, I've had a kid. Right? right. So I get that part. But like, why when you get married, does it change? And then I realized that people don't realize that just because that because I, I was one of those people, mm-hmm. you just signed a piece of paper. Right. But there's a lot that goes into it. And I don't know why people think life wouldn't change when you made such a big, a big step. Change. Absolutely. That not only having a kid, but marrying somebody, intertwining families, all of those things. Are big deals. Th- those things are big deals. And when people are going through the motions, you don't realize that you're you're pouring into a different cup at this point. And now that cup is overflowing and you too have put yourself on a back burner. Um What's her name? Uh, oh, God. The dude that shoots the threes. Steph Curry's wife. Uh-huh. Aisha, what's her name? Aisha. Aisha Curry said that her relationship with Steph is the most important part. It's more important than their kids. And a lot of people got upset. Yes. And I was like, no, she's absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Because. If, and she said, because if they're good. If we're good, then she, those kids are going to be good. And people don't understand you have to work on that that has to be the root the foundation and then your kids are branches but if them roots don't uh get planted well here's what i know me and my boyfriend got together um as we came out of other situations right and that's the same as a new thing it's a lot of us don't independently account because we're just in the motions of what what has shifted when something shifted. Right. Like you don't. You just kind of keep going. So mm-hmm. you're like, well, I got these kids. I broke up. But this is what we got to do. You keep on moving. But something has changed. Absolutely. With you. you feel different things. Just how you said it. 
you experienced that trauma in your relationship and it shifted things for you. But you don't address the shit. Absolutely. But And then, if you're not going to do it with yourself and you tag somebody in on the journey. Because, come on. Because this will be way more fun with two people who don't know what's happening right now. I don't. My hand's completely off the wheel. You want to jump in? Cool. No. Put your seatbelt on. Look, let's both get in the back seat. Don't have nobody drive this damn car. Come on, get in the back. And what we're doing now by trying to repair is stuff that didn't happen individually and independently because we didn't deal with what we came out of. But, and then you also change your expectations of that person. And when you change the expectations, you don't get room for growth. Mm. You don't give room for uh, failure. You don't give room for didn't get it right. Like we think that you come together and then it's all, you supposed to always get it right. When we come together and, and things change, you're always supposed, there's no grace. You give no nobody grace. grace. You definitely feel like, all right, this is new territory and you've never done it before. You better get it right well and then you start holding the other person to more accountability than yourself absolutely because so like, you better get it right and if i don't get it right at least right. i try and and honestly that's why when you say people are like why did life happen it's the same how people can like date for a while and then they start they say oh we're officially in a relationship and it goes to trash yep or people are in a relationship for years and they get married, married and, and they don't make it a year yep. and it's it's because they they flip this magical switch yep by not holding on to their self-accountability of yep. what needs to go doing your part of this team. Absolutely. It doesn't mean you accept anything or get walked over, but I've seen women critique men so harshly, myself included, mm-hmm. of, well, you're supposed to do this. Well, you used to do this. Well, you you would always tell me where you were. You tell me where you were all the time. I, I would like you to know, don't go away the whole day and not tell me. That makes me feel inconsiderate. Cool. Until I go away the whole day. <laughs> and then he didn't hear from me. And then he's like, cricket. And I'm like, I mean, things happen. It's a completely different Absolutely. scenario. Don't treat people like that. Like, don't, don't, you have to be accountable. And that's where, when cheating becomes a conversation, women, I'm going to say women a lot, act like the accountability shifted like you don't no longer have to be accountable if you got cheated on i i think the 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 shift happens because now you don't look at him as like a friend anymore like he got this title he this person so because of this title and this person because we've talked about how we give our friends this amazing amount of grace and then you get your spouse like and you get this little back but no check it out you can't date a man it's what i said before about women knowing Changing that resume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. To get the job until you got it and you're like, oh, I got to keep doing this. If you would date a man who hasn't told you he's exclusively dating you and you got all the patience and understanding and, oh, he messed up, but he's human. He's a great person. I don't want him. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. Now you got him. And then you're learning more. <laughs> and then you <laughs> and you find out where some of the roots are attached to of why some of the other stuff was just like, eh, before. If you're committing to making this work, and I'm learning the value of commitment. Commitment is a whole nother ball game. Absolutely. Different than all the other expectations. Because if I'm committing, it's not about me excusing. And if you talk to certain women, it'll be like, you gonna deal with that? You okay with that? They'll immediately go to this disregarding factor. I want the best version of him. I want to be the best version of me. And I don't want it to be dependent on 
<laughs> one or the other. My my greatness only rises up depending on where he what side of the court he's on. Like <laughs> So you on trash today? Cool. Let me put my good away because I'm here to play. I don't wanna do that. I right, 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 right. I want to show up. Because me being the best version of me is part of why certain things here work for us. Right. If I just throw it out in the repair, what are we gonna do? <laughs> like if just I throw it out, at like, each other. Look. So so you was on. Tr- so you cheating now. So so bad. I've already not acknowledged none of my trash before. None of it. All I did was went to the DMV and picked up my license to get to be on trash. Like, <laughs> oh, you cheating? Skirt. <laughs> Gang, 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 gang. <laughs> Bet I'm with it. Let's go. I mean, I think the, the other <laughs> one of the other issues I think that needs to be put out there is there's no conversation with love. Mm-hmm. It's only conversations for debates and arguments and getting my point across. Like it's so, like literally. When you dating somebody, ain't it cute? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so cute. And then he do something and you're like, oh, don't worry about it. It's okay. And then you do something. He's like, nah, baby, it's cool. I got you. Mm-hmm. Hey, y'all get past that point. Ooh, got all oh, I got bars. Like, listen. So let me tell you what you're not going to do. <laughs> <laughs> and what we not going to do. And what's not going to happen. And then you looking with all types of fire and fury. I heard this lady one time say, you have to talk to your mate with love you have to talk to them like you do little kids yes because as soon as you see a baby or you see a a, a child your tone and demeanor Absolutely. immediately gets you soft care. you're like hey you are you okay how was your day did you have a good day well what'd you do today oh my god that sounds amazing you know what i think we you got all this care mm-hmm. you're talking with all this care and then after the care it's you know, very intentional and loving and, and like deliberate attention, mm-hmm. right? You don't give your significant other the deliberate attention. It's kind of like fit them in. Oh, I had a rough day. But you find that time through that rough day to talk to your five-year-old and you color the truck. Oh, my God. Blah, blah, blah. Like, it's amazing, right? It, you, you mentally categorize what gets more allowances and grace, but then you expect the same back. You you expect back what you won't give. Like, no, no woman's going to be okay with a man walking through the door and saying, just give me a second, babe. I just had a crazy day. What? If you were expecting to be um, greeted a certain way and I know raptured and right. wrapped up in his arms. I'm, I'm one of those people that I've had to work with not letting my excitement die because someone's not matching it. So, you know, I'm the person that I'm like, Hey, you want to really go to the movies? And he's like, we can. I'm like, why are you not as uh, enthusiastic as me? Nah, and don't like, worry never about it. And I'm screwing myself over and us and time that could be given. If I, but I would troubleshoot that completely different with a friend. And in a ton of other scenarios, I would troubleshoot that different. I think that's what I noticed and of kind of coming back to kind of making steps after the fact of stuff I wasn't being accountable for. I got to do it different. I got to approach it different. I have to approach stuff different because 
as a person, the things that I've gone through have changed me in a way that what I give out has to change too. It has to be, I, I do need that type of carefulness in a relationship. Like the, the goal that I had, mm-hmm. I understood it. I know why it was there. Mm-hmm. And besides it just being wrong, I don't want it to exist. I have to give something different. I have to troubleshoot finding more effective things. And I didn't have that when the trouble was there present and being presented. I didn't have none of that. I didn't have the, oh, he's genuinely telling me something bothered him. I was like, go to look at that laundry and come back to me. And then then we'll talk about tomorrow. Good talk. Great. Good night. (laughs) What? Like, there was sometimes I, I wanted to be intimate with him. And I was so offended by his pressure of it mm-hmm. that I now neither one of us going to sleep happy because <laughs> not everybody bad <laughs> because I I wanted to prove a point that's what that's what the important part of the conversation you like you said what you don't want to just can we just lay and do that that's what you want to start with when you see me yep no good night <laughs> <laughs> until you you ran alone and gave it away <laughs> Ran around and gave it to somebody else. When we put a leash on who, who, who wasn't trying to give you this fire, huh? Right. But oh. she also wasn't folding these clothes. And right. she also wasn't giving me that mouth. So here's that part. <laughs> and it's like, well, I never. I noticed. Right, I noticed. Right. <laughs> and, and if you're not honest to work through your relationships, and here's my thing too, because I think as you have to preference to say you don't condone being a side chick, I don't condone a man cheating on you just because I made the choice and my journey has gone how it has gone because I know how trash I've been. I just want better out of life. I can't act like this is the deal breaker rocking my boat. I done been through some things, y'all. This ain't, this ain't the iceberg. Trust me. Yes. So for me, I'm not condoning cheating. I'm not saying you have to stay if you get cheated on. For me, I had to be honest for what I value in a relationship. And I wasn't being a teammate. That's just something I had to be honest with myself about. I get it. So, if that's not your story, hey, do what you got to do. <laughs> this also is in your podcast. So, the, <laughs> this, <laughs> we're telling our stories. That part. <laughs> this but is, I know this is a topic that people... When they stand, if they stand on another See, side of the I'm fence. a different type of woman. I ain't never going to stay with no yes, man that cheated yes. on me and blah, blah, blah. And guess what? That's cool, too. Yes. For you. For you. And that's also cool for him if he don't want a chick who don't want to shut a mouth. Right, And right. you that type of chick. And he decides, I don't need that. You not my piece. Yes. I got to go. Now you're like, I'm not your piece. Dang. But I'm this and I'm that. Hey, look at everything I am doing. Don't ignore what he told you you weren't. Though. Absolutely. And it's on the tape. Like I even expressed in our other uh, podcast about how I wasn't strong enough. I literally was not strong enough to fix save you me mm-hmm. and my relationship at the same time yeah. like i did not have it in me because i didn't know where i was going like i was on this fast track all this information was being flooded in my head i was just trying to process get to the point i'm at now mm-hmm. and getting here was rough mm-hmm. so i knew that i was not being my best self in that relationship and giving him what he deserved 
And I also say this all the time. That don't mean that the other person didn't do nothing. Right. But when you're working on yourself, you can't keep looking at what the other can't person keep checking did. Their score. You have to check your check your stuff. Mm-hmm. This like in class when the teacher tell you pull out your homework and then you get to grade your own paper. Listen. Don't change that A to a B. Right. No. You know what I'm saying? You put B. The answer was actually A. Put that you, X over there. Put that X. You got it wrong. Learn from it. And move forward. Mm. That's what I was doing. I was grading my own paper. And I'm like, you definitely got some things that you can work <laughs> on. And I, then I, not only do you have to work on them, you have to figure out why they exist. Yes. You cannot just say, I'm not going to do this anymore. Because the reason I stopped messing with married men is because I understood why I wasn't going to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. What was the reason? I couldn't just be like, you know, I'm not going to do it no more. Right. Like, it's kind of like if you go vegan or vegetarian, like yep. you are. There's a reason you're doing it. Mm-hmm. You have to find the reason. And you have to choose. You have to make a choice. I made a choice And that's the hardest part because you have to be true to yourself when you're making a choice. It's not what you say to anybody else. When you make a choice and you don't stick to it, you are disappointing yourself. And that is worse than disappointing anybody else. Anybody else, you disappoint them, you be like, oh, whatever, they get over it. But when you disappoint yourself, Mm -hmm. you look at yourself and go, you can do better. Mm -hmm. You know you know better. This is not who you are. This doesn't have to be your representation of yourself. Mm -hmm. This doesn't have to be the end of your story. This is the very beginning. Mm -hmm. That's how I had to look at my situation when I stopped talking to married men. Because if I didn't evaluate what got me there, why I made excuses for it to be okay, why I was um, in in a position to allow myself to rationalize in my head this is fine right you're not you're not even cheating right he is he's cheating like girl bye so what are your gems um i think if you hear this conversation don't be so quick to differentiate to what you don't apply okay and i think a lot of us and and even guys because I and when I reflect on what we're saying I think of men who've been in relationship with women who've just kind of pulled back and have handled it in different ways of kind of like hey (laughs) you're not gonna give me no ultimatum or hey you're not gonna tell me Mm-hmm. This is what I know what I'm doing over here. What you going to do short? Yeah. You know, and relationships take work. I think there are some people who are just trash and are just doing trash things with no care. But I'm a person who believes that there's a purpose and a reason behind everything. It doesn't mean it's a good one, but it's, there is one. Yep. I think functioning in fear is an issue. And it renders different results. And I think sometimes when people judge the idea of being a side chick and just the fact that that's something you've done, they take away the human part of that person, of whatever may be producing those results. Now, I'm not saying you got to care. Like, I'm not saying as a woman, you got... (laughs) You got to be like, I wonder what she was feeling messing with my husband. I'm not saying that. (laughs) But I know for me, 
one of the first things I did say is, you owe her an apology too. Because mm-hmm. you trash, period. Like, that's just trash, period. I, I don't need you to just be in my face acting like somebody else didn't get used and hurt. You mm-hmm. have to be accountable across the board. So I think listen to the journey it can make in your mental perception mm-hmm. of when fear is running the show. Like, look at, t- listen to this conversation and be open-minded to taking that look at yourself of what fear controls in your life. Like, your actions, your decisions, your outlook, your percept- perception because you're afraid. What what the domino effect might be and your root is fear because you may not want to be honest with it. And you're like, I don't really see a problem with it. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't see any issue. I don't know. Oh. Oh, okay. Good talk. Um, <laughs> and from from someone being cheated on, I feel like if you're in a relationship that you want to fight for, you cannot be selective on what that fight looks like. You cannot only highlight and decide because some issues arise that are as detrimental and offensive as cheating, and they don't look like cheating. And... And to you, because you're keeping score, you did this. All I did was this. This. You can't grow in that space. So I feel like you have to be honest about your role and your part. And you don't get to minimize your mate's feeling. That's on both sides of the fence. You don't get to decide because you're bothered by this. It's not as big as this. So we don't really got to deal with it. Absolutely. Because you're you're in introducing a system of devaluing that isn't going to make anybody feel good and you wouldn't want back. So I just think accountability has to be a part of the conversation. It can not only be the person who, che- who, who has cheated that needs to be accountable in that situation if you're going to fight for your relationship. Which will involve a transparent conversation to actually say, how did we get here? How? Yeah. What did I do? Because there's sometimes you say, what did I do? And they'll be like, nothing. Like, yeah. I, you literally didn't do anything. But then you might have a conversation and you say, what did I do? And he goes, <laughs> you got a pen? <laughs> do you have some time? Pull up. It, it huh? is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, I had to, this is conversation will be to, if there's anybody who's currently a side chick or, uh, wavering from their ways. Right. Um, I felt like once I got to a point where I realized that what I was doing was not okay, I would never be able to redeem myself in a way. I'm air quoting this. Mm -hmm. Like I felt like I would never be able to redeem myself. And then you remember like, yo, that does not mean that's the end of your story that could definitely just be the beginning Mm -hmm. like you don't have to act as if this is all that you're encompassed of yeah this does not make me this is a a a part of my life absolutely it definitely happened i learned so much from it but it does not mean that this is all that i am and i also realized that it was something that that happened to get me to where i am right now and the thought process that I have right now. Um, I heard a really good quote and 
it said, how many men have to hold you before you feel whole? Mm. Mm. Now, I'm not saying that I was empty and I'm not saying anybody else is empty. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that you don't know your worth. I'm not saying any of those things. But what I'm saying is, is if there are parts of you Mm -hmm. that you know you need to fix, it doesn't matter how many relationships you get into. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter whether they're single or if (laughs) you're raising it. Oh, okay. We'll have Mm -hmm. a little church. It doesn't matter how many people you involve yourself with. If you do not attack those areas, me, it was my fear of being hurt. Yes. For somebody else, it could be something else, right? If you don't attack whatever that thing is, you are going to continue down the path that you're on. And it has so many um, consequences that you don't even realize. Like Like when I told you, you're definitely alone nobody wants to die alone Mm-mm. nobody wants to be in the hospital and the only person that shows up is their sister and their dad like nobody wants to be um and some people's reasons are different some may be because of what companionship brings and some reason people may be valuing their worth off of if someone's there either way because I'd rather have somebody than nobody. But if because, you don't deal with you, you will keep looking at a, a rerun of this story in a different environment. Absolutely. Because there's something about you that can't change because of who walks in the door. Absolutely. I think the other part is that people think that being alone means you're lonely. Yeah. And that does that. Listen. I think we talked about that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, it's crazy. People think that alone means that you're lonely. People think that, people think, I'd rather have somebody. Like, she out here by herself. I'd rather take whatever I can get type of mentality. Like, Mm -hmm. whatever it look like. If it look like it's married, if it look like it got five different chicks and I'm number three. Whatever it looks like. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay. Or you could just wait. I definitely looked up the statistics, Mm -hmm. right? So at one point, there were more men, women than men in the world. Okay. There's currently more men than women in Mm -hmm. the world. It's by a small number, Mm -hmm. but it's still more men than women, which means there's more men here for women. Now, with that being said, there are a lot of factors that go against that. Mm-hmm. You know, there could be somebody who doesn't like women. Mm-hmm. There could be men who are in jail. Mm-hmm. There could be men who, um, I don't know, they are saving themselves for marriage. Who knows? They're mm-hmm. in a convent. I don't know. Whatever their reason is. You still know that there doesn't have to be a moment where you share. Mm-hmm. You don't have to take that. It, it doesn't have to be. And I'm not condemning anybody if they, literally I was there, yo. Like, I'm not saying you're a terrible person because I'm definitely not a terrible person. And what you're doing right now does not reflect you as a person in the totality, right? But it does change how you're going to function and process things in life. So just know that there's... there's n- this doesn't have to be the end of your story. Right. And whatever it is that you need to work on, 
no matter who you get with, you still going to have to work on it. Mm. It doesn't go away. Like, you don't find an amazing man, and then all your issues I, just let's talk about fly it. away. You got to still do the work. You got to still do the work. And it might be that you meet a man that makes that more comfortable. I will a thousand percent know that in the timing that my boyfriend came into my life, I didn't feel good about myself, and he made that a little easier. Right. It didn't change what I needed to deal with that I wasn't dealing with, though. Besides the fact that I didn't feel it or believe it myself, I had a lot of hurt that I was lugging and carrying around from what I had come out of that I was just trying to move forth through my life in some form of normalcy, and that was super tough. So he got all the blowback of that. Yeah, all of it. <laughs> all of it, because he he's not the remedy. It Great, great to have you on the team, <laughs> But you're not, I got to still do my work. Will Smith said that on one of his videos. He said that I can't make you happy. No. I can't give you what you need so that you are okay with you. Yes. And I didn't understand that completely as like, literally I am the happiest I've ever been. I would have to say this, in my entire life. This like, is a learning journey. Enti- like people say it to me all the time. Like, I have a group chat with these ladies that I met at a um, conference with Joyce Myers that we mm-hmm. guys went to. And in the group chat that we were in, like I always come in there when everybody's talking about, you know, the s- struggles that they're going through in life. And I'm like, but you got this. Mm-hmm. You can do this. And this, she, uh, they always say like, I really appreciate how upbeat you are and how um, secure you are in your faith. And, mm-hmm. like, you know that it's going to be okay. And I was like, because it always is. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, all the thousands of terrible days you've had before today, you definitely lived through all of those, too. Mm-hmm. And this will be no different. You just got to do the work. That's it. Just do the work. And you will be absolutely fine. I think um, it's it's hard for people to reflect on the things that they need to work on because they're so focused on what the other person did to them. Mm. And I recognize that I was definitely one of those people that focused on what the other, you raising it. Okay. Tiffany's here for two, um, (laughs) for the class. You definitely cannot, cannot. It is impossible to focus on you. If every time you looking, you, you look back at them. Every time you're looking at your paper, you look back at that paper. Mm-hmm. If you don't grade that paper and stop playing with me, like I had, but. You I, ain't even finishing the test, let alone grading. grading it. Exactly. And I know that that's where I was. I was at a point where I needed to be able to take the test, grade the test, and I was looking back. Mm-hmm. I couldn't. I was, because this is so new to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I got this now. But then when I was in it, Girl, listen, I was throwing up. <laughs> like, I was like, eh, eh, eh. Mm-hmm. I can't make it. So, my my last words to anybody is this. I am not ashamed mm-hmm. of anything. I am not proud of it. Right. But I am not ashamed of anything that has gotten me 
to where I'm at right now. Mm -hmm. The woman that I am, the wife I am going to be, the friend I am, the mother I am, the daughter I am, the sister I am. Come on now. I am (laughs) dope. Mm -hmm. I am amazing. And I have made mistakes, but they do not make up all of me as a whole. They are Mm -hmm. part of my journey. They are part of my testimony. They are part of the reason that I am who I am and got me this far. And if it needed to happen so that I could be used for whatever reason, I would do it again. Mm -hmm. So be it. But I am not ashamed. Mm -hmm. And do I believe that there's people out here who are going through the same things as me and they feel like I can never come back from where I was. I'm not worthy. Look at all the things that I used to do. Look at all the things I'm currently doing. How do I break off from what I'm doing? The answer to that is choose. Mm -hmm. I made a choice. I was like, nah, Mm -hmm. I don't want to do this anymore. Right. And I made that choice to myself and I stuck with it. And then God showed up and was like, well, let me back you up on that. Right, right. <laughs> and I said, well, come on through. Yeah, like, I see you. I see, I see you. I see you. And here we are. Mm-hmm. I literally have more faith. I have more um, focus. I have more insight. I have more understanding. I have more passion. I have more empathy, more sympathy than I've ever had in my entire life. But above all that, I have more joy Mm -hmm. than I've ever had in my entire life. So nobody, regardless of how they feel about what I did, as if you ain't never did nothing. Come on. But because it doesn't look like mine looks, you think yours is better, and that's not how that works. But I definitely know all my past was sit here to help me for my future. Mm-hmm. And I'm good with it. Mm-hmm. And if you're not, good luck with that. Right. <laughs> Be blessed. Be blessed. That's all I got. You got anything else? Mm-mm. Ooh, so we was talking, talking. Mm. I think that's enough bars. Yep. All right. <laughs> I'm sure we're going to hear a lot about this. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, y'all. <laughs>